The following correspondence is a letter to George Whitfield. London, December 23, 1742, to the Reverend Mr. H. My dear brother, I thank you for your kind and very agreeable letter. It was refreshing to my soul and stirred me to give thanks on your behalf. I'm surprised that you were not turned off since you now so clearly preach the everlasting gospel. But our Savior has the hearts of all men in his hands. And he turns and went in wherever he pleases. Oh, my dear brother, I hope nothing will deter you from preaching the glad tidings of salvation to a world lying in the wicked one. I would not but be a poor, despised minister of Jesus Christ for ten thousand worlds. This I am persuaded is the language of my dear friend's heart. For this let men revile my name. No cross I shun, I fear no shame. I hail reproach and welcome pain. Only thy terrors, Lord, refrain. The love of Christ doth him constrain to seek the wandering souls of men with cries, entreaties, tears to save, and snatch them from the gaping grave. Go on now, man of God. May the Lord cause you to abide in his strength. Glad should I be to come and shoot some gospel arrows in Devonshire, but the cloud seems now to point towards America. My dear family calls loudly for me. Our Lord has wonderfully of late interposed on their behalf, God willing, I intend shortly to send you an account of the orphan house and my last volume of sermons and some other things. Blessed be God for making any of my poor writings to use to your dear soul. Surely I'd need proclaim free grace on the housetop. If I did not, the stones would cry out against me. Oh, my dear brother, what a mystery of love. It's a mystery of godliness. Whilst I am writing, the fire kindles. The fire has also of late kindled in many hearts. Our large society goes on well. We have many that walk in the comforts of the Holy Ghost. I hear of glorious things from various parts. I hope ere long we shall hear of persons going from post to post and crying, Babylon has fallen. Babylon has fallen. I trust you, my dear sir, will be made a happy instrument in the Mediator's kingdom of pulling down Satan's strongholds. Pray, write me word, how the war is going on between Michael and the dragon. For the present, adieu. My tender love to all the lovers of Jesus Christ. Except the same from my dear brother, yours most affectionately in Christ, George Whitfield, to Mr. R. In Edinburgh, dear Mr. R. London, December 24th. 1742. It has given me some concern that I could not answer your kind and acceptable letter before. As our Savior will give me freedom, I shall send you a few lines now. I think I may say to you as Luther said to Melanchthon, you are kept in bondage by a false humility. It is good to see ourselves poor and exceeding vile. But if that fight and feeling prevent our looking up to and exerting ourselves for our dear Savior, it becomes criminal and robs a soul of much comfort. I can speak this by dear bought experience. How often have I been kept from speaking and acting for God by a sight of my own unworthiness? But now I see that the more unworthy I am, the more fit to work for Jesus. 
because he will get much glory in working by such mean instruments. And the more he is given for me, the more I ought to love and serve him, fired with a sense of his unspeakable loving kindness. I dare to go out and tell poor sinners that a lamb was slain for them, and that he will have mercy on sinners as such, of whom indeed I am chief. I wish my dear friend was in this respect not almost, but altogether such as I am. Well, would it be with him, and happy would he then be? Upon the receipt of yours I pray the Lord to open your mouth, the language of my heart for you, myself, and all the Redeemer's witnesses is this, O Lord, enlarge their scanty thought to see the wonders thou hast wrought, and loose a stammering tongue to tell your love immense. Unsearchable. I bless our Lord for giving you such freedom with himself. Though you cannot speak so freely to others, prayers wrought by his own spirit he will hear and answer. It is most godlike to be frequent in intercession. It is a constant employment of the Son of God in heaven. I rejoice to hear the work of God goes on among you in Scotland. Blessed be God. It prospers in our hands here in Wales and in various places. That it may prosper more and more and be daily carried on in your precious soul is a hearty prayer. Of dear Mr. R., yours most affectionately in Christ Jesus, George Whitfield, London, December 24th. 1742. To Miss S. in Edinburgh. Continual avocations about my master's business has prevented my answering your kind letter. It gladdened my heart, because it brought me the glad tidings of your being accepted in the beloved. And knowing that you are so, what does the Lord require of you now but to walk humbly with him? Beg him to show you more and more of your evil heart, that you may ever remain a poor sinner at the feet of the once crucified but now exalted Lamb of God. There you will be happy. There you will find shelter from all your enemies. My prayer, therefore, for you, dear Miss, is this. Continue still thy love, dear Lamb. Safe hide her in thy wounds. There may she dwell in all that love the ransomed soul surrounds. The comforts you have already experienced, as well as your trials, are but earnests of what you will hereafter meet with in the spiritual life. But fear nothing, neither be overthoughtful for the morrow. You have an all-gracious and almighty Savior to guide and protect you. He will not leave you until he has lodged you safe in glory. There the wicked shall cease from troubling, and your weary soul will enjoy an eternal rest. Perhaps I might not see you again, till I meet you in the world of spirits that grace and peace may be multiplied upon your dear soul as a hearty prayer. Your most affectionate friend and servant in Jesus Christ, George Whitfield, January 9th, 1743, to Mr. T. Dear Sir, I remember when in Scotland last year, how heartily your good people joined in praise and thanksgiving for the deliverance God had wrought out for the inhabitants of Georgia. And I hope I shall never forget how liberally they contributed to the necessity of the orphans, though they knew not but at that time both orphans and orphan house were in the enemy's hand. 
As this was an uncommon event, I send you herewith part of the proclamation for a day of thanksgiving to Almighty God for putting an end to this Spanish invasion. It runs thus, Almighty God has in all ages shown his power and mercy in the marvelous and gracious deliverance of his church and in the protection of righteous and religious kings and states, professing his holy and eternal truth from the open invasion, wicked conspiracies, and malicious practices of all the enemies thereof. He has, by the manifestation of his providence, delivered us from the hands of the Spaniards. We may therefore truly say the Lord has done great things for us, who has delivered us out of the hands of the enemy. Having taken the premises into consideration, I do by this order that Sunday the 25th instant be observed as this day of public thanksgiving to Almighty God for his great deliverance and having put an end to the Spanish invasion and that all persons do solemnize the same in a Christian and religious manner and abstain from drunkenness and any other wicked and dissolute testimonies of joy given under my hand and sealed this 24th day of July at Frederica in Georgia Anno Domini, 1742, signed by James Oglethorpe, by His Excellency's command, Francis Moore. Business prevents my enlarging further at this time, and indeed I choose rather to leave you to make your own remarks on the enclosed. I only observe in general that as a tincture of piety runs through the whole, and all the glory given to him to whom all glory is due, it will be as acceptable to you as it was to yours. George Whitfield To Mr. H. Eccluster, London, February 4th, 1743 My dear Mr. H., I bless God on your behalf. I thank Him for visiting your dear soul and making you useful to others. Assuredly, the Lord has called you to your present work. Abide in it. Go on and prosper. The Lord will be with you. If you have an association in which or soon, will you choose to be with us? I expect shortly now to move hence, but my way is quite blocked up from going abroad. I will send you word when I shall be in Bristol. I will salute you and your friend with, Come in, you blessed of the Lord. I've just published a fresh account of the orphan house and prefixed a plan. I shall be glad to hear from you often. Be as particular in respect to the society as you can. The Lord is still with us. Blessed be his holy name. I tender love to all, to the glorious Emmanuel. May be with your soul more and more is a hearty prayer of my dear Mr. H. Yours most affectionately, George Whitfield. Gloucester, March 24th, 1743. To Mr. S. My dear sir, an effectual door is open in these parts. On Saturday night I preached here. The Lord was with me. On Sunday morning I preached again in a barn. It was a good time to me and the people. Dear Mr. P. was here and tears of love and joy were running down his aged cheeks almost all the while. He was like good old Simeon ready to cry out, Lord. Now let your servant depart in peace. At noon I preached at Mr. Father's on the hill to a glorious auditory indeed. 
Here Jesus Christ displayed his power and caused much of his glory to pass before us. At four I preached again in a field near Stroud, where it was a great congregation consisting of many, many thousands. The Lord helped and blessed me much here also. Afterwards I went to the new house at Hampton, and the glory of the Lord filled it. It is exceeding commodious for our purpose. I preached in the courtyard on Monday noon to a large auditory. Monday evening the Lord gave me a good time at Pitchcombe. Both Brother C. and Brother A. Society met at Hampton, and the Lord met with us. Brother C. is certainly called of God. I'll call him a second John Bunyan. I believe he must give himself wholly to the work. Such a hearty worker with his hands and hearty preacher at the same time I have scarce known. On Tuesday a man was hung in chains at Hampton Common. A more miserable spectacle I have not seen. I preached in the morning to a great auditory about a mile off the place of execution. I intended doing the same after the criminal was turned off, but the weather was very violent. Thousands and thousands came and stayed to hear, but through misinformation kept on the top of the hill while I preached in the bottom. After this I came to Gloucester and preached in the evening in a barn, a night much to be remembered. This morning I preached again and dined with Mr. E. Tomorrow shall I leave to Gloucester for a few days. Never did I see a people more hungry and simple. Many come telling me what the Lord did for their souls when I was here last. To him be all the glory. Brother A is now with me. He must be in the country till the house is more settled. I am sure God called me here. George Whitfield Gloucester, March 29th 1743 To Mr. S. My dear sir, I now sit down to fulfill my promise made to you last night. I think in a former letter I gave you an account of what the Lord had done for and by me since I left London, though indeed I cannot tell you the hundredth part. On Tuesday evening I preached at Gloucester with his convincing soul edifying power as ever I felt in my life. The barn, though made more commodious, was and in generally quite crowded. On Friday morning I preached again and afterwards went to Hampton, the snow falling and freezing on us all the way. In the evening I preached at Calford upon walking with God. He was with me in the auditory. On Saturday I preached at Rotham in the morning and King Stanley in the afternoon. In the evening I visited Brother C.'s gracious society and afterwards rode to Hampton, which made about twenty miles. The congregations on account of the weather were not so great, but our Savior most richly fed us. The word distilled like the dew. And at Stanley, I think I was in the very suburbs of heaven. Oh, free grace. On Sunday morning, I preached at Dursley, about seven miles from Hampton, where dear brother A had been taken down the Sunday before. But no one was permitted to touch or molest us. The congregation consists of some thousands. 
and the word came with a most gloriously convincing power. I came away rejoicing, and in the afternoon preached to about 10,000 on Hampton Common, and what the people now call Whitfield's Tump, because I preached there first. I cannot tell you what a solemn occasion that was. I perceive a great alteration in the people since I was in these parts last. They did indeed hang on me to hear the word. It ran and was glorified. In the evening we had a most precious meeting with the two United Societies in the new house at Hampton. Surely many thereabouts will walk with God. Last night and this morning I preached again with great power. Preaching in Gloucester is now like preaching at the Tabernacle in London. This evening I am to preach again, and after that to hold our first love feast. What our Lord does for us hereafter you shall hear in my next. And now, my dear sir, help me to be thankful, and bless the Lord for all of his mercies conferred on your unworthy friend and his worthless servant. Gloucester, April 2, 1743 To the same Dear Sir, My soul is kept exceeding cheerful, and greater and more continued freedom in preaching. I never experienced it since I have been in Gloucester and Gloucestershire. On Tuesday evening we had a blessed love feast. On Wednesday morning I preached here with great sweetness, and at noon at Painswick. In the evening I preached at Mr. F.'s, in a place where the Lord met us remarkably one night about a twelve month ago. He met us again most delightfully, not in terror, but in love, by which I guessed how the gospel had gained ground in a twelve months' time. After this I visited dear Brother C.'s society, and then rode to Hampton where Brothers A. and G. praising and blessing God. On Wednesday noon I preached at Corbeth, from the stump where old Mr. Cole used to stand. It was an alarming time. My soul enjoyed exceeding great liberty. In the evening I preached in the new house at Hampton to many, many hundreds, and afterwards met the society. Yesterday morning I came here. At noon and at night I preached in the barn. It was quite crowded. It would have rejoiced you to have been with us. This morning I am to preach again and shall take my leave at night. My dear sir, help me to extol free grace, and expect to hear of greater things than these from ever yours, George Whitfield, Waterford, Waterford, South Wells, April 7th, 1743. My dear brother, on Monday I received your letter of April 2nd, but till now I've had no opportunity of answering it. I preached and took my leave of the Gloucester people with mutual and great concern. On Sunday evening last, it was past one in the morning before I could lay my weary body down. At five I rose again, sick for lack of rest, but I was unable to get on her horseback and ride to Mr. F.'s, where I preached to a large congregation who came there at seven in the morning, hoping to feel the power of a risen Lord. 
they were not disappointed of their hope. At ten, I read prayers and preached from these words, I am the resurrection and the life, and afterwards was helped to administer the sacrament of Stonehouse Church. Then I wrote to Stroud, where I was enabled to preach about 12,000, with uncommon freedom and power, in Mr. G's field. Much of the divine presence was there. About six in the evening I preached to about the like number on Hampton Common, but scarce ever with a more pleasing, convincing power. The order and solemnity therewith the people broke up was very instructive. After this I went to Hampton and held a general love feast with the United Societies. My soul was kept close to Jesus. My bodily strength renewed, and I went to bed about midnight, very cheerful and very happy. The next morning I went and preached near Dursley to some thousands with great convictions accompanying the word. About seven I reached Bristol and preached with wonderful power to a full congregation at Smith Hall, and afterwards spent the evening very agreeably with Mr. C. of Bath and some other dear friends. On Tuesday morning I preached again to a full congregation, and then set out for this place, where we came about eight in the evening and had sweet and profitable conversation with Mr. B. and some others of the brethren. We sang a hymn, prayed and parted in great harmony. On Wednesday about noon I opened the association with a close and solemn discourse upon walking with God. Indeed, much of God was with us. The brethren and the people felt much of the divine presence. Afterwards we betook ourselves to business. Several matters of great importance were dispatched. We broke up about seven. I met again about ten, and continued settling the affairs of the societies till about two in the morning. On Thursday we sat again till about four in the afternoon. Then after taking a little refreshment and talking warmly of the things of God, I preached with great freedom upon the believer's rest, and then went on with our business, and finished our association about midnight. All acknowledged that God had been with us and blessed him for the same. Perhaps in a month I may come to London, but it seems to be the will of the Lord I should stay in Wales about a fortnight and take a tour into Pembrokeshire. Great doors are open there. Our Savior keeps me very happy indeed and is, I believe, preparing greater blessings for yours, and so on, George Whitfield. April 10th, 1743 from Wells, to the same. Dear Sir, Our blessed Master still countenances my feeble labors. Yesterday I preached at Cardiff to a large congregation. The greatest scoffers sat quiet, and the children of God felt the divine presence. In the evening I went to Fulman. Mrs. L. received us kindly. God was pleased to speak to me in the society where I preached. This morning I preached again. 
it was a most remarkable time. I've been just now preaching with great power here. Dear Brother H is preaching in Welch. The people are very simple. I wrote to you from Wardford. I must write a letter or two more and then away out of town. My kind and tender love to all, the Lord be with you. I'm yours, George Whitfield. April 12, 1743. To the same. My dear friend, I hope all is well with you. Great things are doing in Wells. An effectual door is open for preaching the everlasting gospel. Yesterday I preached at Neth, seven miles from this place, from a balcony, to about three thousand souls in the street. The Lord was with me of a truth. This morning I preached here to about four thousand with great power. About one I preached at Harbrook, four miles off, and I am now returned to preach here again. Our Savior is prepared the way before him. Oh, free grace, dear Brother H has discoursed in Welch yesterday, and today, ever yours, George Whitfield. Postscript. Past seven in the evening I have just now done preaching. Swansea is taken. I never preached with a more convincing power. Many of the rich and great were present. The congregation larger in the morning. Free grace forever. April 15, 1743. To the same. My dear friend. I wrote to you from several places, and all my letters have, or will I trust, come to hand. I can yet send you more glad tidings, but words cannot express what the Lord has done for your unworthy friend and his own dear people's souls. On Monday I preached at a place in the way, and afterwards at Neth, a seaport town, to about three thousand people. All was quiet, and the power of Jesus was much there. Then I went to Swansea, seven miles from Neth. On Tuesday I preached, and the Lord was with me. In the evening I went to Lenthen, the eight miles from Swansea. There I preached twice on Wednesday with great power to a large congregation, and in the evening near Aberquelly, five miles from thence. On Thursday, I preached at Carmarthen, one of the greatest and most polite places in Wales, in the morning from the top of the cross, in the evening from a table near it. It was a great sessions. The justices desired I would stay till they rose and they would come. Accordingly, they did, and many thousands more and several people of quality. Jesus was much with me and I hope much good was done. Several sent for me to their houses. My dear brother H. exhorts in every place. I have just been preaching, and it would rejoice your heart to see what is doing. I want room and time to tell you all. In about ten days I hope to be near Bristol. In the meanwhile, I am dear friend ever yours, George Whitfield. Heaven West April 17, 1743, to the same. 
My dear friend, since I left Lauren from whence I wrote to you, the Lord has dealt most bountifully with me. I went that evening to Narbet, where I preached to some thousands with great power. On Saturday I preached at Newton, and afterwards at Jefferson to several thousand souls very like the Kingwood Colliers. This morning I preached at Leveron, and had, as it were, a Moorfields congregation. And this afternoon I preached to about the same number near this town. I also read prayers. Where I have been, the people called loudly again. A most effectual door is opened in South Wells. I hope to be with you in a few weeks. I am glad of such news from Georgia. Blessed be God. He will take care of me and mine. Hearty love attends you and all from yours and so on, George Whitfield. To the same, Carmouth on April 20th, 1743. My dear friend, since I wrote from Hubbard's West, I preached yesterday at eight in the morning to about eight thousand people in this place, and in the afternoon to several thousands at Narbet both times with great power. This morning I preached at Larne and coming over in the ferry, had the unexpected compliment paid me of one ship firing several guns and some others hoisting their flags. This afternoon I preached at a little town called Kildley to a large congregation and came this evening here. One of the ministers preached much against me last Sunday. It mentioned me by name, but like my other opposers, and like the viper biting the file, he only hurt himself. I am, as it were, in a new but very unthought of pleasant world. Oh, how many thousands within these few days have heard the word. I thought to see you next week, but as I am here, perhaps it may be best to go round now, and so be at London at Pentecost. In about a fortnight, therefore, you may expect to see me. George Whitfield April 23rd, 1743 To the same My dear friend, I wrote to you from Haverford and Carmathon. I preached there twice on Thursday to about 10,000 people. And dear Mr. R. preached after me. Yesterday we had another blessed association and have now settled at the country in Wells. Our Lord was wonderfully with us. You cannot tell how delighted the brethren went away. Indeed, they seemed filled as with new wine. Last night we came here to a little inn, a sweet retreat from the rain. I must go away to preach this morning. Help me, my dear man, to be thankful. I kindly salute you and yours, and of ever yours, George Whitfield. To the same, Gunfenton, near the Hay in Radnorshire, April 25th, 1743, my dear sir. I wrote to you on Saturday morning. Afterwards I preached at Lingethon in the church to a great congregation. I then went about ten miles and preached at Landaveri, in the evening, and on Sunday morning, God was with us each time.
On Sunday evening, I preached to a large and polite auditory at Brecon, 15 miles from Landaveri. This morning, I preached at Trebekah, and just now at this place, with this great freedom, power, and melting, almost as if we have seen. It is now past seven at night, and I am seven or eight Welsh miles to go. I'm glad you are so happy in Jesus. My body is weak, but I am at the Redeemer's feet, and he reigns king in my heart, and causes me to rejoice and triumph over all. Help me to praise him, Brother H. Salute you all. The Lord be with you. Ever, ever yours, George Whitfield. April 29th, 1743. My dear sir, I'm at present strengthening myself in the Lord my God. These words have much refreshed me. And the Lord was with David wherever he went. After I wrote my last from a gentleman's near the hay, I went towards Booth and got into my lodging about one and into my bed about two o'clock in the morning. The next day I preached at Bilth with much of the Redeemer's presence. Then I rode to Degore, the last place I preached at in Wells. And indeed our Savior kept a good wine till last. He made our cup to overflow. Between eight and nine at night we set out for Lemonsteer and reached there between two and three in the morning. At eleven and three I preached. It was quite fallow ground. The Lord broke it up and gave me a blessed entrance into Herbertshire. All glory be to his great name. The same night I lay at Hereford. Even there some of our Lord's disciples were to be found. As also at Ross, where we baited yesterday. In both places I might have preached what time have permitted, but I was hastening to Gloucester, where the good shepherd of Israel brought us in peace and safety about eight in the evening, after having in about three weeks traveled about four hundred English miles, spent three days in attending two associations, preached about forty times, visited about thirteen towns and passed through seven counties. Here then while I set up my Ebenezer, Thank the adorable Jesus for these and all other his mercies. And from the bottom of my heart, give him all the glory. I know my dearest friend will join with me and say a hearty amen. Even so, Lord Jesus, amen and amen. Last night and this morning I preached here. Since my departure, the barn has been turned into commodious chapel. I shall preach there again, God willing, this evening and tomorrow morning in the country on Sunday next, and for all as I know shall come to London on Monday evening. One of the simple, apparently souls died in peace a few days ago. Praise ye the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Yours and so on, George Whitfield. May 6th, 1743, London, to the Reverend Mr. I, my dear brother, your very kind letter had not the pleasure of receiving till yesterday. It was very acceptable, and knit my heart closer to you than ever. 
I love your honest soul, and long for that time when the disciples of Christ of different sects shall be joined in far closer fellowship one with another. Our divisions have grieved my heart. I hardly approve of the meeting of the chief laborers together. The free grace of the ever-blessed Jesus melts me down. He has been exceeding kind to me of late, and show me that, vile as I am, he will not lay me aside. I am just returned from a circuit of about four hundred miles. I have been as far as Hevard's west, and was unable to preach with great power. Thousands and ten thousands flocked to hear the word, and the souls of God's children were much refreshed. I've been also at two associations and wells. The word begins now to show itself. Many are taking root downward and bearing fruit upward. Ere long I trust, they will fill the land. I'm glad the Lord has opened fresh doors for you, my dear brother. The ram's horns are sounding about Jericho. Surely the towering walls will at length fall down but we must have patience. He that believes shall not make haste. The ram's horns must go round seven times. Our divisions in England have the worst aspect. While they are now united in Wales, beneath in this shall work for good. It cause the Redeemer's glory to shine more conspicuous. This is my comfort. The government is upon his shoulders. And he is a wonderful counselor, and whatsoever thou wilt, thou dost, thou king of kings, what thy unerring wisdom plans, thy power to being brings. But where am I running? Pardon me. I am writing to my dear Mr. I. I rejoice in the expectation of seeing you in town. I hope to be in town at that time and to enjoy some of our farmer happy seasons. In the meanwhile, I salute you from my inmost soul, and desire as often as opportunity offers a close correspondence may be kept up between you and my dear brother, your most affectionate, unworthy brother and servant, George Whitfield.